I welcome to all of you as we join together to gather for worship on this, the fourth Sunday, or sometime during the week of the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. It is good to be with you, and it is good to worship with you. We begin our time together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, you confound the world's wisdom in giving your kingdom to the lowly and pure in heart. Give us such a hunger and thirst for justice and perseverance in striving for peace that in our words and deeds the world may see the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Micah chapter 6. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you hear you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with the Lord's people, and God will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you, and what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam the son of Beor answered him, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before God with burnt offerings with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? The Lord has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
And this is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they (coughs) will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil falsely uh, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the adult education class, we have been working through Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together. And for those of you who may not know, Bonhoeffer was a pastor and professor during World War II in Germany, and he was greatly distressed that the national church in Germany had aligned itself with the Nazis and their beliefs. And he did a lot of work to go against what he felt was a very unchristian-like action by the national church. His work in opposition to Hitler and the Nazis would eventually land him in jail, a concentration camp, and then sentenced to death and killed just days before the end of the war in Europe. And one of the things that Bonhoeffer did to oppose the National Church's alignment with the Nazis was to run a secret underground seminary to train and educate pastors and deacons who also opposed the Nazis. The people who taught at and attended this underground seminary lived, worked, and studied together, And this is where the book Life Together comes from. As you might imagine, Life Together is about Christian community and how Christians can and should live together. One of the first points that Bonhoeffer makes is that whether or not we like it, we are all in community together. The question for Bonhoeffer is not if we are in community together, but how do we participate in this community together? For Bonhoeffer, a community is not some ideal to be achieved, but a reality that we live in right now. And this was true for the folks in the underground seminary, and this is true for us. Whether or not we like it, all of us are in community together. And this is a reality that we live in right now. And not only are we in community with the folks that we live with, But we are in community with the people who live in the towns that we live with or live in. And we can expand this to say that we're even in community with people in Iowa or whichever state you live in, this country, and even the whole world. We depend on each other. Our actions and inactions affect one another. We care for each other. Sometimes we hurt one another. We love each other. And sometimes we disagree with each other. No matter how we look at it, we are in community together. This is just the reality. And so the question remains, how do we participate in this community together? 
And in a similar way, the Beatitudes, which is what this part of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount is called, ask us that same question of how. We are picking up right where we left off in Matthew last week. So last week, Jesus called the first four disciples, went around healing people, and now the crowds have gathered around him, and he goes up the mountain to teach and preach. What we heard last week and what we will hear this week are the beginning of Jesus's ministry and his preaching and teaching in Matthew. Jesus begins his ministry with a little bit of show and tell, if you will, about what the kingdom of heaven looks like. From last week, we get the show part, where Jesus went around healing people, showing the people that the kingdom of heaven will be a place of healing for both Jewish and Gentile people. And this week, we now hear the tell part, where Jesus is telling people what the kingdom of heaven is like. And so what is it like? Well, we just read it. It is a place for the poor in spirit, where those who mourn will be comforted, where the meek will find their inheritance, where righteousness and justice reign, where mercy is always found, where people are pure in heart, where peace is established, and the persecuted find their safety. And the important piece here is that Jesus speaks this as a reality that is already happening. These are not some idyllic utopian descriptions of the kingdom of heaven still to come. They are true today. The kingdom of heaven came to us in Jesus, and this is our reality today. Jesus named that reality of the kingdom of heaven for those listeners gathered around him, and he is telling us again today. This is the reality of the kingdom of heaven, whether we like it or not. We read the Beatitudes not to to try and figure out if we and the world are measuring up to them, but we read them knowing that they are the reality we live in. And therefore, we ask this question of how do we participate in this kingdom of heaven that Jesus has laid out for us and calls us to? And so much like it is hard and challenging sometimes to be in community with one another, living into the reality of the Beatitudes is not easy either. It will challenge us and make us uncomfortable because we have to keep continually recognizing that God loves and cares about and even favors people we don't like and people that we don't think are deserving because God wants all people to have enough. Jesus says in the Beatitudes, blessed are, not blessed are you if, there's no qualifications or prerequisites, there's no test to pass or deadline to worry about, it just simply is. God's love just is. And this just is, just is love of God and Christ who brings about the kingdom of heaven has transformed and changed the whole world and all of life. And this is made concretely known and concretely promised to you in the cross of Christ. Jesus took with him in his death all our concerns about who's in and who's out of the kingdom of heaven, and in rising replaced it with the assurance and the promise that death and sin have no power over you anymore. There are no lines of who's in and who's out And there's no need for us to worry about if we are good enough or loved enough or if we have done enough. 
We don't need to be suspicious about other people receiving grace and mercy because we are so confident of the grace and mercy that we have received in Jesus Christ. We don't have to feel threatened that the needs of others might somehow mean less for us. You've heard me say this before, but it's worth saying again. God's love and grace and mercy and blessings are not slices of pie to be fought over. They are bountiful beyond our wildest imaginations. There will always be enough for all people. There will always be enough for you. This is the reality of the kingdom of heaven. And this is the reality of community. And like it or not, we are living in it. And it is enough. Amen. Our hymn today is Drawn to the Light, and as always, you are invited to sing along. Together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. 
We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.